Section 2 of The Natural History, Volume 6. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Gillian Hendry. The Natural History, Volume 6, by Pliny the Elder. Translated by John Bostock and Henry Thomas Riley. Section 2. Book 26, Chapters 22 to 48. Chapter 22. Tripolium, Three Remedies. Tripolium is a plant found growing upon cliffs on the seashore, against which the waves break, springing up, so to say, neither upon dry land nor in the sea. The leaves are like those of Isatis, only thicker. The stem is a palm in height, and divided at the extremity and the root white, thick, and odoriferous, with a warm flavour. It is recommended for diseases of the liver, boiled with spelt. This plant is thought by some to be identical with polium, of which we have already spoken in the appropriate place. Chapter 23. The Gromphina. Gromphina is the name of a plant, the stem of which is covered with leaves of a green and rose colour, arranged alternately. The leaves of it are administered in oxycrate in cases of spitting of blood. Chapter 24. The Melundrum. Two Remedies. For diseases of the liver, the Melundrum is prescribed, a plant which grows in meadows and cornfields with a white odoriferous flower. The stem is diminutive and is beaten up in old wine. Chapter 25. Calcitum. Two Remedies. Molimonium, one remedy. Calcitum also is the name of a plant which is pounded with grape husks and applied topically for the cure of liver complaints. Root of betony acts as a gentle emetic, taken in the same way as hellebore in doses of four drachme in raisin wine or honeyed wine. Hyssop too is beaten up with honey for similar purposes, but it is more efficacious if nasturtium or irio is taken first. Molimonium is used as an emetic, being taken in doses of one denarius, the same too with syllabum. Both of these plants have a milky juice which thickens like gum and is taken with honey in the proportions above mentioned, being particularly good for carrying off bile. On the other hand, vomiting is arrested by the use of wild cumin or powdered betony taken in water. Crudities and distaste for food are dispelled and the digestion promoted by employing docus, powdered betony taken in hydromel, or else plantago boiled like greens. Hiccup is arrested by taking hemionium or aristolochia and asthma by the use of climinus. For pleurisy and peripneumony, the greater centauri is used, or else hyssop taken in drink. Juice of Pucidinum is also good for pleurisy. Chapter 26. Halus, or Cotonia, Five Remedies. The plant Halus, by the people of Gaul called Sil, and by the Veneti, Cotonia, is curative of pains in the side, affections of the kidneys, ruptures and convulsions. It resembles Cunilla bubula in appearance, and the tops of it are like those of thyme. It is of a sweet flavour and allays thirst. 
The roots of it are sometimes white, sometimes black. Chapter 27. The Chamerops, one remedy. The Stochas, one remedy. The Chamerops, also, is similarly efficacious for pains in the side. It is a plant with leaves like those of myrtle, arranged in pairs around the stem, the heads of it resembling those of the Greek rose. It is taken in wine. Agaric, administered in drink, in the same manner as for cough, assuages sciatica and pains in the vertebra. The same too with powdered stochas, or betony, taken in hydromel. Chapter 28. Remedies for Diseases of the Belly But it is the belly, for the gratification of which the greater part of mankind exist, that causes the most suffering to man. Thus, for instance, at one time it will not allow the aliments to pass, while at another it is unable to retain them. Sometimes again it either cannot receive the food, or if it can, cannot digest it. Indeed, such are the excesses practised at the present day, that it is through his aliment, more than anything else, that man hastens his end. This receptacle, more troublesome to us than any other part of the body, is ever craving, like some importunate creditor, and makes its calls repeatedly in the day. It is for its sake, more particularly, that avarice is so insatiate, for its sake that luxury is so refined, for its sake that men voyage to the shores even off the faces, for its sake that the very depths of the ocean are ransacked. And yet, with all this, no one ever gives a thought how abject is the condition of this part of our body, how disgusting the results of its actions upon what it has received. No wonder, then, that the belly should have to be indebted to the aid of medicine in the very highest degree. Scordotus, fresh gathered and beaten up, in doses of one drachma, with wine, arrests flux of the bowels an effect equally produced by a decoction of it taken in drink. Polymonia, too, is given in wine for dysentery, or two fingers' length of root of verbascum in water, seed of nymphia heraclea in wine, the upper root of ziphion in doses of one drachma in vinegar, seed of plantago beaten up in wine, plantago itself boiled in vinegar, or else a potage of alica, mixed with the juice of the plant. Plantago, boiled with lentils. Plantago, dried and powdered, and sprinkled in drink, with parched poppies pounded. Juice of plantago, used as an injection, or taken in drink. Or betony, taken in wine, heated with a red-hot iron. For colic affections, betony is taken in astringent wine, or iberus is applied topically, as already stated. For tenesmus, root of nymphia heraclea, is taken in wine, or else psyllion in water, or a decoction of root of acheron. Juice of isoam arrests diarrhoea and dysentery, and expels round tapeworm. Root of symphotum, taken in wine, arrests diarrhoea and dysentery, and docus has a similar effect. Leaves of isoam, beaten up in wine, and dried alcea, powdered and taken in wine, are curative of griping pains in the bowels. Chapter 29. The Astralgus. Six Remedies. 
Astralgus is the name of a plant which has long leaves with numerous incisions and running aslant near the root. The stems are three or four in number and covered with leaves. The flower is like that of the hyacinth and the roots are red, hairy, matted and extremely hard. It grows on stony localities, equally exposed to the sun and to falls of snow, those in the vicinity of Phineus in Arcadia, for instance. Its properties are highly astringent. The root of it, taken in wine, arrests looseness of the bowels, having the additional effect of throwing downward the aqueous humours, and so acting as a diuretic, a property, in fact, which belongs to most substances which act astringently upon the bowels. Bruised in red wine, this plant is curative of dysentery. It is only bruised, however, with the greatest difficulty. It is extremely useful also as a fomentation for gumboils. The end of autumn is the time for gathering it, after the leaves are off, it being then left to dry in the shade. Chapter 30. Ladanum. 18 Remedies. Diarrhea may be also arrested by the use of either kind of ladanum. The kind which is found in cornfields is pounded for this purpose and then passed through a sieve, being taken either in hydromel or in wine of the highest quality. Ledon is the name of the plant from which ladanum is obtained in Cyprus, it being found adhering to the beard of the goats there. The most esteemed, however, is that of Arabia. At the present day, it is prepared in Syria and Africa also, being known as toxicum, from the circumstance that, in gathering it, they pass over the plant a bow with the string stretched and covered with wool, to which the dew-like flocks of ladanum adhere. We have described it at further length when treating of the perfumes. This substance has a very powerful odour and is hard in the extreme, for in fact there is a considerable quantity of earth adhering to it. It is most esteemed when in a pure state, aromatic, soft, green and resinous. It is of an emollient, desiccative and ripening nature and acts as a narcotic. It prevents the hair from falling off and preserves its dark colour. In combination with hydromel or oil of roses, it is used as an injection for the ears. With the addition of salt, it is employed for the cure of furfuraceous eruptions of the skin and for running ulcers. Taken with storax, it is good for chronic cough. It is also extremely efficacious as a carminative. Chapter 31 Chondris or Pseudodictamnon One Remedy Hyposisthus or Orobethron Two Varieties Eight Remedies Chondris II or Pseudodictamnon acts astringently on the bowels. Hyposisthus, by some known also as Orobethron, is similar to an unripe pomegranate in appearance. It grows, as already stated, beneath the cysthus, whence its name. Dried in the shade and taken in astringent red wine, these plants arrest diarrhoea, for there are two kinds of hyposisthus, it must be remembered, the white and the red. It is the juice of the plant that is used, being of an astringent, desiccative nature. That of the red kind, however, is the best for fluxes of the stomach. Taken in drink, in doses of three oboli, with amylum, 
it arrests spitting of blood, and employed either as a potion or as an injection, it is useful for dysentery. Vervain, too, is good for similar complaints, either taken in water or, when there are no symptoms of fever, in Aminean wine, the proportion being five spoonfuls to three siathi of wine. Chapter 32 Laver or Scion Two Remedies Laver, too, a plant which grows in streams, preserved and boiled, is curative of griping pains in the bowels. Chapter 33 Potamagiton, eight remedies. The status, three remedies. Potamagiton, too, taken in wine, is useful for dysentery and colic affections. It is a plant similar to beet in the leaves, but smaller and more hairy, and rising but little above the surface of the water. It is the leaves that are used, being of a refreshing, astringent nature, and particularly good for diseases of the legs, and with honey or vinegar for corrosive ulcers. Castor has given a different description of this plant. According to him, it has a smaller leaf, like horsehair, with a long, smooth stem, and grows in watery localities. With the root of it, he used to treat scrofulous sores and indurations. Potamagiton neutralizes the effects of the bite of the crocodile. Hence it is that those who go in pursuit of that animal are in the habit of carrying it about them. Achillea also arrests looseness of the bowels, an effect equally produced by the status, a plant with seven heads, like those of the rose, upon as many stems. Chapter 34. The Seratia, two remedies. Leontopodion, Luceron, Doripetron, or Thoribethron, Lagopus, three remedies. The Seratia is a plant with a single leaf and a large knotted root. Taken with the food, it is curative of celiac affections and dysentery. Leontopodion, a plant known also as Luceron, Doripetron, or Thoribethron, has a root which acts astringently upon the bowels and carries off bile, being taken in doses of two denarii in hydromel. It grows in Champagne localities with a poor soil. The seed, taken in drink, produces nightmare, it is said, in the sleep. Lagopus arrests diarrhoea, taken in wine, or if there are symptoms of fever, in water. This plant is attached to the groin, for tumours in that part of the body. It grows in cornfields. Many persons recommend, in preference to anything else, for desperate cases of dysentery, a decoction of roots of sink foil in milk, or else Aristolochia, in the proportion of one victoriatus to three siathi of wine. In the case of the preparations above mentioned, which are recommended to be taken warm, it will be the best plan to heat them with a red-hot iron. On the other hand, again, the juice of the smaller centauri acts as a purgative upon the bowels, and carries off bile, taken in doses of one drachma, in one hemina of water, with a little salt and vinegar. The greater centauri is curative of griping pains in the bowels. Betony also has a laxative effect, taken in the proportion of four drachma to nine siathi of hydromel. The same too with euphorbia, or agaric, taken in doses of two drachma with a little salt in water, 
or else in three oboli of honeyed wine. Cyclamenos also is a purgative, either taken in water or used as a suppository. The same too with camesisos, employed as a suppository. A handful of hyssop boiled down to one-third with salt, or beaten up with oxymel and salt, and applied to the abdomen, promotes pituitous evacuations, and expels intestinal worms. Root also of pusidanum carries off pituitous humours and bile. Chapter 35. Epithemon, or Hippophios. Eight Remedies. The two kinds of anagallis, taken in hydromel, are purgative. The same, too, with epithemon, which is the blossom of a sort of thyme similar to savoury. The only difference being that the flower of this plant is nearer grass green, while that of the other thyme is white. Some persons call it hippophius. This plant is by no means wholesome to the stomach, as it is apt to cause vomiting, but at the same time it disperses flatulency and gripings of the bowels. It is taken also in the form of an electuary for affections of the chest with honey, or in some cases with iris. Taken in doses of from four to six drachmae with honey and a little salt and vinegar, it relaxes the bowels. Some persons, again, give a different description of epithemon. According to them, it is a plant without a root, diminutive and bearing a flower resembling a small hood and of a red colour. They tell us, too, that it is dried in the shade and taken in water in doses of half an acetabulum, and that it has a slightly laxative effect upon the bowels and carries off the pituitous humours and bile. Nymphia is taken for similar purposes in astringent wine. Chapter 36. Pycnocomon. Four remedies. Pycnocomon, too, is a purgative. It is a plant with leaves like those of rocket, only thicker and more acrid. The root is round, of a yellow colour, and with an earthy smell. The stem is quadrangular, of a moderate length, thin, and surmounted with a flower like that of osimum. It is found growing in rough, stony soils. The root, taken in doses of two denarii in hydromel, acts as a purgative upon the bowels, and effectually carries off bile and pituitous humours. The seed, taken in doses of one drachma in wine, is productive of dreams and restlessness. Capnos, too, carries off bile by the urine. Chapter 37. Polypodion. Three Remedies. Polypodion, known to us by the name of Felicula, bears some resemblance to fern. The root of it is used medicinally. Being fibrous and of a grass-green colour within, about the thickness of the little finger, and covered with cavernous suckers like those on the arms of the polypus, this plant is of a sweetish taste and is found growing among rocks and under trees. The root is steeped in water and the juice extracted. Sometimes, too, it is cut in small pieces and sprinkled upon cabbage, beet, mallows, or salt meat, or else it is boiled with pap, as a gentle aperient for the bowels, in cases of fever even. It carries off bile also, and the pituitous humours, but acts injuriously upon the stomach. Dried and powdered and applied to the nostrils, it cauterizes polypus of the nose. It has neither seed nor flower. 
Chapter 38. Scammony. Eight Remedies. Scammony also is productive of derangement of the stomach. It carries off bile and acts strongly as a purgative upon the bowels. Unless indeed aloes are added in the proportion of two drachma of aloes to two oboli of scammony. The drug thus called is the juice of a plant that is branchy from the root and has unctuous white triangular leaves with a solid moist root of a nauseous flavour. It grows in rich white soils. About the period of the rising of the dog star, an excavation is made about the root to let the juice collect, which done, it is dried in the sun and divided into tablets. The root itself, too, or the outer coat of it, is sometimes dried. The scammony most esteemed is that of colophon, mysia, and prien. In appearance, it ought to be smooth and shiny, and as much like bull glue as possible. It should present a fungus surface also, covered with minute holes, should melt with the greatest rapidity, have a powerful smell, and be sticky like gum. When touched with the tongue, it should give out a white milky liquid. It ought also to be extremely light, and to turn white when melted. This last feature is recognised in the spurious scammony also, a compound of meal of fitches and juice of marine tithimulus, which is mostly imported from Judea, and is very apt to choke those who use it. The difference may be easily detected, however, by the taste, as tithimulus imparts a burning sensation to the tongue. To be fully efficacious, scammony should be two years old, before or after that age it is useless. It has been prescribed to be taken by itself also in doses of four oboli with hydromel and salt. But the most advantageous mode of using it is in combination with aloes, care being taken to drink honeyed wine the moment it begins to operate. The root, too, is boiled down in vinegar to the consistency of honey and the decoction used as a liniment for leprosy. The head is also rubbed with this decoction, mixed with oil, for headache. Chapter 39. The Tithimulus Harakaius The Tithimulus is called by our people the milk plant, and by some persons the goat lettuce. They say that if characters are traced upon the body with the milky juice of this plant and powdered with ashes, when dry, the letters will be perfectly visible, an expedient which has been adopted before now by intriguers for the purpose of communicating with their mistresses in preference to a correspondence by letter. There are numerous varieties of this plant. The first kind has the additional name of Harakaius and is generally looked upon as the male plant. Its branches are about a finger in thickness, red and full of juice, five or six in number, and a cubit in length. The leaves near the root are almost exactly those of the olive, and the extremity of the stem is surmounted with a tuft like that of the bulrush. It is found growing in rugged localities near the seashore. The seed is gathered in autumn together with the tufts, and after being dried in the sun is beaten out and put by for keeping. As to the juice, the moment the down begins to appear upon the fruit, the branches are broken off and the juice of them is received upon either meal of fitches or else figs and left to dry therewith. 
five drops are as much as each fig ought to receive and the story is that if a dropsical patient eats one of these figs he will have as many motions as the fig has received drops while the juice is being collected due care must be taken not to let it touch the eyes from the leaves pounded a juice is also extracted but not of so useful a nature as the other kind a decoction too is made from the branches the seed also is used being boiled with honey and made up into purgative pills these seeds are sometimes inserted in hollow teeth with wax the teeth are rinsed too with a decoction of the root in wine or oil the juice is used externally for lichens and is taken internally both as an emetic and to promote alvine evacuation in other respects it is prejudicial to the stomach taken in drink with the addition of salt it carries off pituitous humours and in combination with saltpetre removes bile in cases where it is desirable that it should purge by stool it is taken with oxycrate but where it is wanted to act as an emetic with raisin wine or hydromel three oboli being a middling dose the best method however of using it is to eat the prepared figs above mentioned just after taking food in taste it is slightly burning to the throat indeed it is of so heating a nature that applied externally by itself it raises blisters on the flesh like those caused by the action of fire hence it is that it is sometimes employed as a cautery chapter forty the tithymalus myrtites or caryites twenty one remedies a second kind of tithymalus is called myrtites by some persons and caryites by others it has leaves like those of myrtle pointed and prickly but with a softer surface and grows like the one already mentioned in rugged soils the tufted heads of it are gathered just as barley is beginning to swell in the ear and after being left for nine days in the shade are thoroughly dried in the sun the fruit does not ripen all at once some indeed not till the ensuing year the name given to this fruit is the nut whence the greek appellation caryites it is gathered at harvest and is washed and dried being given with twice the quantity of black poppy in doses of one acetabulum in all as an emetic this kind is not so efficacious as the preceding one and indeed the same may be said of all the others some physicians recommend the leaf to be taken in the manner already mentioned but say that the nut should either be taken in honeyed wine or raisin wine or else with sesame it carries off pituitous humours and bile by stool and is curative of ulcerations of the mouth for corrosive sores of the mouth the leaf is eaten with honey chapter forty one the tithymalos paralios or tithymalis four remedies a third kind of tithymalos is known by the additional name of paralios or else as tithymalis the leaf is round the stem a palm in height the branches red and the seed white this seed is gathered just as the grape is beginning to form and is dried and pounded being taken as a purgative in doses of one acetabulum chapter forty two the tithymalus helioscopios eighteen remedies a fourth kind of tithymalus 
is known by the additional name of helioscopios. It has leaves like those of purslane, and some four or five small branches standing out from the root, of a red colour, half a foot in height, and full of juice. This plant grows in the vicinity of towns. The seed is white, and pigeons are remarkably fond of it. It receives its additional name of helioscopios from the fact that the heads of it turn with the sun. Taken in doses of half an acetabulum in oxymel, it carries off bile by stool. In other respects, it has the same properties as the paracaeus above mentioned. Chapter 43. The Sothimolus Cyparisius. 18 Remedies. In the fifth place, we have the Tothimulus known as Cyparisius, from the resemblance of its leaves to those of the cypress. It has a double or triple stem and grows in Champagne localities. Its properties are exactly similar to those of the Helioscopios and Paracaeus. Chapter 44. The Tothimulus Platyphyllus, Corymbites or Amygdalites. Three Remedies. The sixth kind is called platyphyllus by some and corymbites or amygdalites by others from its resemblance to the almond tree. The leaves of this kind are the largest of all. It has a fatal effect upon fish. An infusion of the root or leaves or the juice taken in doses of four drachme in honeyed wine or hydromel acts as a purgative. It is particularly useful also for carrying off the aqueous humours. Chapter 45. The Tithimulus dendroidus, Cobios, or Leptophilus. 18 Remedies. The seventh kind has the additional name of dendroidus, and is known by some persons as Cobios, and by others as Leptophilus. It grows among rocks, and is by far the most shrubby of all the varieties of the Tithimulus. The stems of it are small and red, and the seed is remarkably abundant. Its properties are the same as those of the Caracaeus. Chapter 46. The Apios Ischas, or Raphanos Agria. Two Remedies. The Apios Ischas, or Raphanos Agria, throws out two or three rush-like branches of a red colour, creeping upon the ground and bearing leaves like those of rue. The root resembles that of an onion, only that it is larger, for which reason some have called it the wild radish. The interior of this root is composed of a mamos substance containing a white juice. The outer coat is black. It grows in rugged mountainous spots and sometimes in pasture lands. It is taken up in spring and pounded and put into an earthen vessel that portion of it being removed which floats upon the surface. The part which remains acts purgatively, taken in doses of an obolus and a half in hydromel, both as an emetic and by stool. This juice is administered also in doses of one acetabulum for dropsy. The root of this plant is dried and powdered and taken in drink. The upper part of it, they say, carries off bile by acting as an emetic, the lower part by promoting alvine evacuation. Chapter 47. Remedies for griping pains in the bowels. Every kind of panaceas is curative of gripings in the bowels, as also betony, except in those cases where they arise from indigestion. 
juice of pusidanum is good for flatulency, acting powerfully as a carminative. The same is the case also with root of acheron and with docus, eaten like lettuce as a salad. Ladanum of cypress, taken in drink, is curative of intestinal affections, and a similar effect is produced by powdered gentian, taken in warm water, in quantities about as large as a bean. For the same purpose, plantago is taken in the morning, in doses of two spoonfuls, with one spoonful of poppy, in four cyathi of wine, due care being taken that it is not old wine. It is given too at the last moment before going to sleep, and with the addition of nitre or polenta, if a considerable time has elapsed since the last meal. For colic, an injection of the juice is used, one hemina at a time, even in cases where fever has supervened. Chapter 48. Remedies for Diseases of the Spleen Agaric, taken in doses of three oboli and one cyathus of old wine, is curative of diseases of the spleen, the same too with the root of every kind of panaces, taken in honeyed wine. Tucrea also is particularly useful for the same purpose, taken in a dry state, or boiled down in the proportion of one handful to three hymenae of vinegar. Tucrea too is applied with vinegar to wounds of the spleen, or if the patient cannot bear the application of vinegar, with figs or water. Polymonia is taken in wine, and betony in doses of one drachma in three cyathi of oxymel. Aristolochia, too, is used in the same manner as for injuries inflicted by serpents. Argimonia, it is said, taken with the food for seven consecutive days, diminishes the volume of the spleen, and a similar effect is attributed to agaric, taken in doses of two oboli in oxymel. Root two of nymphaea heraclea, taken in wine or by itself, diminishes the spleen. Cisanthemos, taken twice a day, in doses of one drachma and two cyathi of white wine, for forty consecutive days, gradually carries off the spleen, it is said, by urine. Hyssop, boiled with figs, is very useful for the same purpose. Root of longhitis also, boiled before it has shed its seed. A decoction of root of pusidanum is good for the spleen and kidneys. Acheron, taken in drink, diminishes the spleen, and the roots of it are very beneficial for the viscera and iliac regions. For similar purposes, seed of cleminus is taken for 30 consecutive days in doses of one denarius in white wine. Powdered betony is also used, taken in a potion with honey and squill vinegar. Root 2 of lonchitis is taken in water. Tucrium is used externally for diseases of the spleen. Scordium also, in combination with wax. And agaric, mixed with powdered fenugreek. End of section 2